Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of I Wanna Talk Movies. We are back after shoot. How long has it been? Like two been months. A months. It's yeah, been a few. I don't, I don't even remember the last one that we did, to be honest. The last one that we did, I think like we didn't even like cover a movie. I think we had like announcements and stuff to cover. Um probably it was probably after Comic Con. Yes, I think that was the one. Um, but anyways, welcome to another episode. Uh, my name is Andy. And I'm Andrew. And we're going to talk yeah. about all the shit that's happened since last time. Yeah, uh, so much that we have totally remembered everything that has gone on. And we're totally proud to uh, to do this. No, I have a list. So, I have a list of things. Yep. yep. Uh, so like, what do we have on the agenda today? We have... We're going to do our, like, you know, talk about how we've been going on, things we've been kind of seeing, and then announcements that have been provided, catching up with that. And then we will finish our movie review with the movie Prey, because that's, like, the last one that, like, I've been really wanting to talk about that. And uh, I think it's the last one that you and I both, like, have seen together. Um, I'm trying to figure out what other movies I've seen that we haven't seen. There's still Nope. Have you seen Nope yet? Unfortunately, I I haven't. I really wanted to see it. It's it's in theaters here. It's like they're only playing it like this one random time. I have one friend who wants to go see it, but we haven't like synced up well in the last right. couple weeks because he's like the only one I know who really likes these these movies. I was really hoping not to miss this one because I missed us and I wanted to see that one. And these don't go to any streaming service, so if I want to watch them later, you just have to rent them, I guess. Because I don't. Maybe they do in America. I don't know who I don't know who makes these or if he's making them like through an indie studio. Yeah, I think it's either Blumhouse or A24. Um, Probably Blumhouse, or, I think, actually. Yeah, one of those two, because those are like the only two uh, right now, the only two like production companies that make. It's funny, they make like they make good, unique movies, um, either horror or like uh, things like A24 did. Um, everything everywhere all at once and that's probably one of my favorite films i've seen like in the last like i think in the last like couple of like years so that was just very unique and like different you know that besides like yeah. the our superhero stuff that we usually like you know marvel dc stuff yeah but, i mean i really like jordan peele too so i really want to see it but we'll see hopefully i make it before they pull it out of theaters here but yeah um but between then we have a lot of other things to talk in between between then until then, uh, till now, cause I think it, we're on October. Today was literally the first of October, and actually, this is the month that uh, Black Adam comes out out here. So, yeah, well, we got like three weeks. I'm really worried about this one. You know, I am also worried about that because of the whole Discovery buying HBO Warner Brothers, and so like I have no idea what's going to happen uh, uh, with that. I think I'm worried for different reasons. I mean, I'm worried because even though I love The Rock, I fear that his personality is not going to suit well to this or his acting style is not going to suit well to this. Because, I mean, like, The Rock is very charming. He's awesome. But he, I mean, like, he largely plays similar characters right across the board. And I worry that, like, not that Black Adam has some kind of, like, really ultra-defined personality in the comics, probably. I can't imagine it's that well defined. I still worry that it's just I'm all I'm going to see is The Rock, and I'm not going to see Black Adam. So we'll see. But 
I would not be surprised. And like, you know, it's it's hard to tell, right? Because I feel like also like they keep revamping revamping the DC, so I would not be surprised if they decide to you know make part of the DC universe revolve around the Rock now because he's such a powerhouse. As they're like now going to try to reboot it again because like they've canceled Batgirl, they canceled Supergirl, I think. Um, so we're not going to get the Batgirl after it's been filmed and everything. They canceled Batgirl, which is like kind of tragic. Um, and that was just kind of random reasons, right? They didn't do, they, like, they didn't test well or whatever. Also, like, I guess they just wanted to get their tax rebate back for that movie. So a bunch of random stuff that happened that's going on. Like, it's just it's one of those things where, like, I always want to stay hopeful for DC, but then shit like this keeps happening. Um, to our movie. I still What's think going on. I still think the, the Flash movie is going to be direct to... HBO Max. I I still I don't know why. I just like, there's no it? way this, gonna call it. I just don't think I'm gonna see this in a movie theater. Like I just find this really hard to believe that it's act given all like the strange turmoil that's constantly happening with that movie and I mean that movie was really important timing wise. Like so important timing wise that they even altered the because I think they they really needed uh, the. They re- like the way that Batman plays out of that movie, they really needed that to happen before the other ones happened. So I think that caused delays to the other ones. It caused delays to Aquaman to the point where, like, supposedly, I think they were going to try to pull in Ben Affleck instead of um, the other Batman. How am I forgetting his name? Remind me, the original, the Batman, the original Batman. Who's the first Batman? Is that about Michael, Michael Keaton? Yeah, Michael Keaton. I think. No, Michael Keaton. <laughs> no, I'm Michael Keaton. Saying, man, you're bringing back, bringing back Adam West and like digitalize him. No, because like, I think do it. <laughs> Michael Keaton was supposedly going to be in the Aquaman movie because that was going to happen after. And then when things got shuffled for a little yeah. point in time, Aquaman was going to come out first. And then I think they reached out to Ben Affleck to pull Ben Affleck to cover those Batman scenes because otherwise it wouldn't make sense, right? right? And they switched it again and they pushed Aquaman back again. And I kind of think it wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised just because like maybe Ben Affleck's like, hey, I'm not doing that. Like I, I'm busy or whatever. It just didn't work out. So like, OK, we have to push that back further and keep the Michael Keaton scenes. And so like none of this is going to make sense. Not that any of it really matters because none of it makes fucking sense in the first place. Like the DC universe is so barely connected at this point, I don't think any of it really matters, but I guess this was their little linchpin they were going to try to use to try to fix something or reboot something, and it just keeps getting screwed over, and I just don't think I'm going to see it in the theater. I think it's going to go direct to HBO Max. Yeah, man, I feel like because of, like, the weight of, like, what the movie's going to be carrying, right, like, revamping the entire, like, DC universe or whatever... Like, I don't know. I still think it's something where, like, they could still make profit off of it. So I wouldn't be surprised if HBO or, like, you know, Warner Brothers like, yeah, let's just, we need to make this a, a release. The only thing that they need to do is, like, keep Azure Miller, like, contained. For not this. getting arrested? Like, not getting arrested, not, you know, having situations where, like, a mother and kids are missing from the cabin that they were renting from him or something like that. This is a bunch of like, yeah. little things that like, you know, so like they, I think they had like three things they offered him. Right. And I haven't followed up. Cause like, I just don't know what he agreed to. Like they followed up saying, Hey, one, either you're doing no press and you're just going to just sit back. Right. Cause you already are not going to be the flash anymore. 
Second. I can't imagine him doing press. Can you imagine? There's no way. He can't go on like Jimmy Kimmel, right? Like that sounds like a bad No, idea. no. And that's the thing. Like it's like minimal press. When they talk about minimal press and that he will openly like, you know, he'll make a statement of saying like, I'm going to go seek treatment, you know? So. Yeah. Or just kind of, or like just kind of not do the movie. So uh-huh. like the little three, I think some of the, the things that they talked about like was how to handle the Ezra Miller situation. Um, but yeah, I mean, again with DC, like they've only had like a small hands of like movies that were like successful or that I, you know, I've enjoyed. Just like like the yeah, or the Suicide TV. Squad. I mean, Peace, Peacemaker was amazing. I think that's the best thing oh, they've done Peace, in that yeah. decade. Yeah, for sure. Peacemaker was was great, and I think like I don't know if they canceled it, but like I think I still enjoyed. I Doom think they're Patrol. gonna do a second season. They're gonna do a second season of Peacemaker. Oh no no no, for for sorry I meant so yeah no season two for Peacemaker is confirmed, and that's I think is already kind of like I don't know if it's like uh, filming. No, I think it's writing it out. It's gonna be I don't know, but I know we have a season two coming, which is gonna be great. And then uh, for like Doom Patrol, I think that got canceled. Well, I think it's another show I enjoyed. Yeah, I guess because actually that wasn't really in the, in the Arrowverse. I mean, Titans was also, I guess, kind of related to. Yeah, actually, Titans are. Yeah, Titans. Doom Patrol spun out of Titans. I think Titans has one more season and it's done. I don't know if that's official, but I think they will get one more season. I thought that was official, but it seems unlikely they get another one. I love Titans. I think the last season was not as good. I, that first season was great just because the, the tone of that TV show was just so ridiculous. Just like how deadly serious they take everything, but it's also like the costumes are ridiculous and like yeah. it's so serious, it's not serious. Like it was the perfect tone, I think. I love it. But I think if they wrap it up with four seasons, I think that's fine. Like four seasons is, you know, that's a solid run. You know what I mean? I would say so. Yeah. I was gonna say, uh, that being said, I think we should switch gears to some Marvel announcements, and there's been the, a lot going on. Okay, uh, we'll save the like big D23 one for last. Happen. And we'll Which do D twenty three. We're gonna save the biggest one for last. Yes. And then we'll do the D twenty three ones. So I think the so first the, most the, interesting the one. The biggest one is uh is uh what's it called Thunderbolts, right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's the biggest announcement. So I, the, the first one that I thought was at least most interesting from D23 was that the leader is finally coming back. So the leader was was the original guy from the Hulk, the Edward Norton Hulk. Um, and they teased him at the very end. He was like a computer scientist or like, I don't know, biologist who was helping the Hulk do some blood analyses and stuff. And at the very yeah. end of that movie, some blood drips onto his head and like it starts growing. And the leader is kind of just like this super smart villain that has i don't know who he's generally antagonized in the past but i think it's interesting they're finally bringing him back um and it's going to be captain america 4. i'm excited i i do like that actor i think he's i think he's pretty talented and uh i feel like he's like our i think it's like the marvel's kind of brainiac right what i would say like he's very smart yeah well brainiac's also strong i mean there's a DC one that's a little better and I forget the name of it. It's also I forget the name of this guy, the Thinker. Maybe that's his name. The Thinker, okay. Gotcha. Or the Tinker. Yeah, the Thinker. Maybe the Tinker. That could be even a separate one. But I like it because often Marvel, what they do very frequently, especially in the MCU, is they have just a villain who's the opposite of the lead 
very frequently, right? So we'll have like yeah. Iron Man's always facing someone in like some kind of suit, you know. And and who else did they do this with? Did they do it with Doctor Strange? They haven't done it with Doctor Strange. They did it with Black Panther too, right? So like Black Panther's villain was another kind of Black Panther. Yeah, so they do like that a another lot. clone or copy, yeah. Yeah, it's like a clone or a copy. It's fine. They do it frequently. But I, I do really like pairing them with something that's very different. So you're pairing, like, Anthony Mackie, largely known for his, like, I guess maybe physical strength and, like, tactical mind from being in the military against someone who's a super genius and not physically strong. Yeah. So I think that's cool. I'm going to call it now, which I think would be kind of cool. That's it again, um, bring out uh, Zemo to help him, you know, like, figure this guy out or something like that. Because I really Zemo? like... Yeah, Baron Zemo. But I just that like that character, awesome. and the actor's yeah. awesome. And I just, I just feel like, yeah, I just like seeing more of him. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so that's that. cool. The next thing that um, was was a bit of a surprise, also very cool. Did you watch the Secret Invasion trailer? I did not because I just want to watch the stuff. Yeah, I watch the trailers often, either the first one, which is usually just a teaser anyway. For the TV shows, I often don't mind since the TV shows like it's upwards of six hours. So I always assume like there's only so much the first trailer can spoil. So I'll often watch the first one. Like so, so for example, right? Like I did watch the trailer for for She-Hulk, right? Uh, and of course, like there's a little teaser of like Daredevil jumping in, you know. So I would have I would have preferred possibly like not knowing that he was going to be teased, right? And and then kind of just been surprised, right? A nice little surprise being like, oh my god, we finally see him, right? Just kind of, kind of like how we just saw Kingpin in the Hawkeye show. You know? So, yeah. Yeah, kind of just... Yeah, that's just true. Kind of that, so you know, I watched... So like, I, I, no, go ahead. Go for it. So I did watch the Secret Invasion trailer. I don't think it reveals an immense amount, but it did make me pretty excited to see it. I thought that was awesome. I mean, like, it does seem like really, like, kind of Jason Bourne-esque, I think, which is cool that they're going. They're, they're, you know, they're still trying to, like, break into other genres and stuff and, and not. I mean, it's, it's got to be difficult at this point for Marvel not to, you know, just constantly retread similar storytelling ground. You know what I mean? Like, this is like they're in, they're in so deep that it's it's i just can't imagine it's 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 easy so it did look more like a jason bourne-esque thing i think it's going to be really interesting if some of the major i feel like there's got to be at least one major person they're going to reveal was a scroll the entire time like there's been like a scroll since like avengers 2 or something and i'm wondering i'm wondering who that will be you think so like they're going to go like go deep dive and all of a sudden we see uh it was like Black I, thought for, I thought for a while like Bruce was a scroll because I think they they turned him into like acting like really really goofy, and I was trying to wonder if that was intentional. Um, so I thought that was an option. I still kind of think it's an option for Rhodey to be a scroll. A scroll. That would be really interesting if he happened to be a scroll. I mean, I know they still have Armor Wars coming up, and he has to be somewhere. Right. But um, that would be weird. So I, I think there will be someone though. I think a major character thing like that was a scroll for a long time. Gotcha. That'd be kind of cool. I mean, I'll be excited to see what they throw again. Like Samuel Jackson, 
as Nick Fury, and I just I, I can't get enough of that. So I'll be excited. Colby Smolders is coming back too as Maria Hill. Yes. Which is awesome. Yeah. I like the team up for sure. Was, yeah. Probably what made um, Spider-Man Far From Home really fun too, seeing those interactions. And as we and as we saw, I hope they do a little tie into that because at the you know post credit we see that like we see that there were scrolls already involved. Yeah. Yeah, he's been Sam Jackson's been in space for a long time, so. Yep. So that was cool. Um, next big one was the Thunderbolts lineup uh, was yep. finally revealed. A little hit and a miss for me. I think it's cool that we got to reveal. I like most of the characters in it. Very heavy on Russia. Like it's kind of surprising. Like half of them, I think, are like Russian agents, almost. <laughs> A um, couple of surprises. I wasn't. I, I wasn't. You know. I was a little surprised to see Sebastian Stan um, in there as as the Winter Soldier. I wasn't sure what they would do with him next. I think. I think him, it makes sense to put him in there. Um, and then uh, Natasha's dad. What was he? The Red something. The Red uh, Star. Like the Red something. The Red yeah. Star. I just. I forget. There's two two Russian like super super soldiers, and they have like Red something name. He's hilarious. I don't know if I, I don't know. I think because of the actor, I love the actor, so I would let it go. <laughs> I was like a little less than excited to see him in there, but he, the actor's what's his name again? David David Harbor is yeah. David Harbor is David Harbor is so funny, and and you know the character in the in the Black Widow movie was so charming, and seeing him interact with Elena, I'm sure is going to be funny. So that was cool. Who they have in there else? They had Ghost was in there. It's cool to see them bringing back another. Another person who's not a superhuman or just like a spy. Um, I'm trying to remember who else we're missing from that. that so obviously, we have, uh, let's go. Taskmaster is going to be in it too. Oh yeah, yeah, I don't like this Taskmaster. I just don't. This is uh, whatever. They screwed that up. I, they, I feel like so. I'll say this one. I'm a, I like. I don't care like what the gender is with Taskmaster. The one thing about Taskmaster is that they were always. They communicated, they talked, and I feel like they kind of did the the Wolverine origin Deadpool thing, where like they took away the ability for her to for her to talk or something like that. Um, so I just feel like that kind of really ruins the character. I just think they screwed up the suit. Taskmaster's kick ass. That's true. Like, and his suit is dumb looking, or her suit, her costume is dumb. They could have made it way cooler. No shield, no sword. Like, I don't know. Maybe they can fix at least the look or something, and it's a little more interesting, but I don't know. Not super excited. They might might change it. They might change it, right? Um, My favorite one is is, uh, Yelena, you know, Black Widow's sister, uh, you know, played by Florence Florence Peele. And I really like her. I really like her. So I'm hoping that they have, you know, the Winter Soldier lead this group, right? So that's why I, I think like I think Yellen is going to lead it. You think you think she's going to lead it? Yeah. Oh, also US agents in there, right? This is effectively the team yeah. that um Valentina has been putting together, I I assume. Yep. So it's not You remember Valentina? Uh uh Julia Dreyfus's character. Yes. Who is also amazing because yeah. of Seinfeld. Yes. Yeah, so I think this is effectively the team she's been putting together. You know, we always thought it was either Thunderbolts or Dark Avengers or whatever. So U.S. agents in there. It'll be interesting to see him interact with Bucky. 
like I said, it is very heavy on that kind of like the super soldier spy people, but I guess that makes sense. At least there is, you know, ghost to kind of balance it out as a, as another interesting one. So what I find hard to believe is I think Zemo has got to be in here somewhere. Zemo was the original leader of the Thunderbolts. I find it super hard to believe he's not in here secretly and just hasn't been announced yet. Because I remember you mentioned before he's a big part of it, right? So like he was the original leader of the Thunderbolts, right? And wasn't like Nick, uh, Luke Cage also like part he, of like the making sure that they he led like another one because the Thunderbolts is kind of like the Suicide Squad. They mix it up a lot. So like sure. Ghost was on the team with Luke Cage. They brought in Luke Cage to to lead a team of all people from prison. So it really was like Suicide Squad, like. Luke Cage goes to the prison, he picks his team, and they go out on, like, some missions. And it was, like, Ghost. Man-Thing was in it. Awesome. Man-Thing, super cool. Um, I forget who else was on that one. Um, but, yeah. So, I, I just think you got to have Zemo in here somewhere. Unless maybe he really is in that Captain America movie. Who knows? Let's see what they bring. But, I mean, again, like, again, I'm like, I'm... I'm already, you know, take my money. I'm already there, you know? Yeah. So. Okay, and then this so the next one. I guess this was a rumor. I had not heard about this as being, you know, thrown around as a rumor. But there's doing a, 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 you know, a Halloween special for Werewolf by Midnight or Werewolf by, I don't know if it's Midnight I'm, or by Night. Right. I have no idea what it's going to be about. Yeah, I mean, like, I've never read a lot of, Marvel horror books like I've never read Blade very much I never read like books with like Dracula or the vampires in it I never read you know any of the werewolf books so I don't know what to expect it's getting good reviews from people because I think um, from a cinematography perspective it's it's filmed very in a very interesting way like it's in black and white and I think they intentionally shot it to look like it was filmed in the 20s so it's like a 45 minute you know one hour special I think Man-Thing isn't it? Which is kick-ass. So I'm excited for that. I think it comes out in like you know less than two weeks. And it's perfect. I know um, a couple of my friends and I were excited because we decided to start like a little spook fest, and so like uh, we started by watching the first Hocus Pocus. So and the second, the sequel. Just you gonna watch the too. second one when that comes out? I, I mean, yeah. Okay, the first one's a classic, Andrew. Okay, I feel a little. Is it? Is it, Andy? Did you feel like it was a classic when you rewatched it, or were you like, "Oh wow, I used to like this when I was a kid, and this is weird now"? <laughs> a little bit of both. It's, um, there is, you know, like when you watch an old movie and you're like, "Is that really appropriate in our time now?" You know, so like there's a lot of moments. Uh, like, well, like like weird sex innuendos or something, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's a bus driver who's like super inappropriate. Um, and uh, it's just it's, it's hilarious. And like oh, I had a good Sarah time Jessica's, visiting. Sarah Jessica Parker's character had a lot of cleavage shots, right? I, I mean, sure. Uh, she was the horny one out of the three, so yeah, you know, or I should say the flirtatious one out of the three. She's like the sexy one. Yeah, and uh, it, I, I still think it was like the the thing is that like it still has its charm, right? Like that, it still can, it still pertains, like it still contains its charm. It's still really fun and cute, uh, and it's like not even that long of a movie. It's like literally like maybe like an hour and a half. I think it was like a. 
Disney like straight to TV like I think it was like a movie that came out like not in theaters but like was made for television but it was still it was one of those ones that was like you know better than what you would expect for like a yeah. made for television show um but no it was it was fun I I had a lot of, I had a fun I had a blast like calling out things that like maybe not are appropriate for our time but then also like how did this work out but it was still again had its charm and it was a fun watch um, yeah. So maybe maybe because it was with the friends that I watched it was too. Yeah, that probably helps. But, yeah, but where where my night though? Something I definitely have on my my radar as well. Okay, so there's a there's a handful of other announcements. So I'm only going through ones we physically saw stuff. Um, sure. There's one more that I think is worth note is they released a Black Panther trailer. I assume then you didn't watch this, or did you? They, is this is this the second one? Because I've watched the first trailer. Maybe this was, I don't know, maybe they really, I thought this was the first one, because I think they released a trailer for Comic-Con, but it wasn't, it wasn't publicly aired ever, so I thought this was no, a Comic-Con thought, trailer. No, this was, if this was a Comic-Con trailer, we did talk about it, because that's what they, they did, that's like the only, that's the only uh, trailer they released that was presented, because I know they did Secret Invasions, I know they did uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and they did, uh, what's the other one that I'm missing, um, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Too. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, Quantumania. They did those. Those ones they didn't. They did not show to the public. The only one that was presented to the public was that was set on YouTube was the um, Black Panther one. Okay. And well, I think I did watch yeah. this one. I don't really remember it so much since it was, you know, a couple weeks ago. But probably the most emotional trailer I've like have ever seen. Knowing like you know what's out and like the story and everything and like the way that like that trailer was edited is probably one of the best this was the one with the it had that really cool music transfer the way the music faded into something else right yeah. from the bob really marley cool. yeah bob marley no cry to Kendrick lamar uh all right and i thought it was like the yeah. perfect like transition to like the suffering to like we're gonna be all right at the um so it was very emotional they did not give us like which I think is, you know, they didn't tell us who's going to be Black Panther, but I'm pretty sure. Uh, it's got to be Shuri. Shuri's gonna jump. Shuri, right? Yeah. Shuri. Yeah. Shuri was going to jump in the suit for sure. I mean, she's heir to the throne, right? She's the queen now, I guess. She is. She is. Um, and, I, you know, so we'll see what happens. I know Nemo is in it. They saw that we see a little bit of that. But this is the movie where, like, everyone. So this is kind of like kind of going on a tangent here because, you know, people have had complaints about the current phase because there's no connection right it's which is ridiculous like, there totally is, is a connection and i think yeah. it's crazy obvious and i would even argue that like there's more of an obvious connection now than there was when the first group of the infinity movies were coming out like all that was obvious was that like thanos was coming and, and when they made the too piece. many connections people got pissed like when you go back and yep. watch avengers 2 there's parts in Avengers 2 that just like are kind of like there because they have to talk about the Infinity Stones. Yeah. And, and the only other connection we ever got was in Guardians. So it's just like I think it, I think people just like don't really remember what it was like when those first ones were coming out. I, it's been blatantly obvious for a while that the multiverse is is the main thing and that Kang is going to be like the the big bad. And, and it's even been publicly announced that, you know, like that Jonathan Major is going to be. Uh, it's going to be Kang, but, like, if you're, like, an audience who, like, does not read in the comic books, you know, like, I, it is fair to say that, like, when you saw Jonathan Major, Major at the end of, like, Loki, 
you don't really know no one i feel like a regular viewer would not know who that person is or what that yeah. would mean right uh, and so i think like the missing piece is like i think people wanted that like big baddie connection all right uh and so we already kind of know that that jonathan major is going to be one of the big baddies but also there's like another one that's missing so i'm like i'm hoping and i will lose my shit but i'm hoping that we will have dr doom show up in the post credit for for uh black panther Uh, that's very very feasible i actually think so that is what i'm hoping for because we have a, a we have a fantastic four right and we have we have the two Avengers movies coming out, right? We have Dynasty of King, and then we have um, Secret Wars, right? Or is it? Is it Secret it's Wars? Kang, Kang Dynasty, then Secret Wars. Yeah. So with Secret Wars, I know that like in the comics that Doctor Doom was like involved with that. Um, so I'm like really really excited to see if they actually give us that, and I feel like it's gonna rehype some of the like main fans. Um, for it yeah. so i feel like that's gonna i feel like this phase is gonna end really strong with black panther too yeah so, um, okay so those were all the d23 announcements and then i actually think this announcement was supposed to be a d23 but it probably wasn't formalized enough yet to go public with um yep. but we now have confirmation through of course like a hilarious video starring ryan reynolds that hugh jackman is coming back as wolverine for deadpool 3 Andrew, how many times have I told you that all I've wanted, knowing that, you know, he Jackman was Wolverine, is a buddy cop movie with Deadpool and Wolverine. Like, you have no idea how much I, like, wanted this for, like, the longest time. And now we are finally, like, I think I texted you, like, the, the, the dream is real. And I sent you the, the, the tweet. Uh, and I'm just super hyped. For, for this shit. Um, I think it's going to be, yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be really funny and cool. I mean, I I was a little disappointed with Deadpool 2. Maybe it's just because we were expecting it. It's kind of the Hangover 2 effect, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the Hangover comes out, and everyone's like, oh my god, this is one of the funniest movies I've seen in such a long time. And that movie was hysterical when it was in theaters. Um, but then you go see Hangover 2, and you're like, it'll never live up to Hangover 1, because you know what you're expecting now. And when Deadpool came out, like, I think because, like, that ridiculous version of Deadpool that they had and, like, I don't know, Wolverine Origins or something it was so dumb. You're like, okay, whatever. Like, maybe this is okay, best case scenario. But it was hilarious. It was hilarious. It was graphic. It was funny. It was exactly what you'd want Deadpool to be. He looked awesome. And then Deadpool 2, and I was like, okay, this is fine. But, like, the first one's, I think, miles better. But I think this this is going to be super cool to see them hanging out together. No, definitely. Um, what What do you think the premise is going to be? How do you How do you bring them into the MCU? You think this is going to be like alternative timeline? They're traveling through dimensions. Well, I feel like the most okay, and I've been trying to think about this too. I mean, at the end of Deadpool, like he steals the the time watch, so he's already been from cable wrong with time. Yeah, from cable. Okay. So he's, so he's already been messing around with the time. And so, like, we already see him, we already saw him run into Wolverine from Origins and kill his, like, Deadpool stuff that was, like, really shitty, right? Yeah. Uh, so, I'm trying to think, it's going to have to be really unique and, and smart how they do it, because I do feel like this going to, and again, and also we've been kind of fed 
that there is a multiverse collision happening, right? So that could also be an excuse to like have those two like kind of jump into the MCU, or at least like have another thing where like you know Deadpool kind of just gets stuck out here, you know? So in the MCU, and Wolverine just like stays back. I don't think Wolverine's gonna stay. I don't think Hugh Jackman's gonna stay as. Do you MCU think he Wolverine. will? Do you think? I don't think I don't, he will either. I think you can recast yeah. him. I think you should recast him because like. First of all, if I was Hugh Jackman, like the fact that they I, I, I want to know, like the precise conversations they must have had with him about like how ripped he has to be, because I'm sure if I'm Hugh Jackman, like they want him more than they want him ripped. <laughs> and I think Hugh Jackman was public. Well, I, mean, I don't know how serious it was, but like about like the intensity of like the training regimen and like how invasive it is and how time consuming it is to like make sure like you're you're that buff and that like shredded for certain scenes. And I just imagine it just sounds so annoying to have to do that. And like, I've already done this like five times. So like, especially he's getting older too. So it's like, how, how much longer do you want to do that? I think they should recast for sure. But I think it's cool that they have him. But like, I mean, like they didn't. So like, if you remember like in the first, like the X-Men one to three, like, I think maybe for like fan service, we had to, we saw him with no shirt or whatever. Like we don't need to force like a, I mean, don't get me wrong. Hey, Doctor's a good-looking guy too. So, but like, we they, they can work around him not having to be like, you know, having to not be shirtless. You know, uh, so. I don't even think it didn't really matters so much anyway. I mean, like, Wolverine's muscular, I guess, always drawn that way. But still, he's also just like a big, hairy guy too, to some extent. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, I feel like if they do kind of like the similar suit, like with just the arms or whatever, he looks already good in, in his physique, right? So I don't think he needs to look much much bigger than he already is uh you know so i don't know yeah. i think like being toned and like don't, don't need to be that buff he can look he already looks good for what he is and i just want a good fun story and have a good time that like i feel like these two actors because they know that they're friends in real life that they're gonna have a blast doing this uh together you know it's too bad i always wanted to see like i think this would have been this is so fan servicey but it would have been amazing somehow if they ever got to the point where they could do some kind of scene with Wolverine, Deadpool, and Captain America. Because the funny thing about those three characters is that they're all super soldiers. And there was actually a miniseries where, like, someone was going after super soldiers, like, failed super soldier experiments. So Cap, Wolverine, and Deadpool all teamed up. And it's really interesting because, like, Cap with the two of them is, like, a really interesting balancing act because, like, they both... I mean, like, everyone in, the, everyone in Marvel always, like, highly respects Cap. He's, like, Superman, you know? So they... Even Deadpool had a tendency of, like, listening to him at the right moments. And actually, to be honest, Deadpool really does have a good, at least in the comics, they've displayed him having a pretty strong conscience in certain moments, like when he really thinks that something's right or wrong. So it was really cool to see them all together in that comic series. It'll probably never happen, but at least we get we get two-thirds of it. For sure. I mean, we never know. Like, my my other thing, too, that I'm kind of calling out here, like, if they're messing with timelines and whatever, I'm expecting a lot of, uh, a lot of cameos. So, yeah, that's my, my other, that is my other prediction for, for this movie. Yeah. Okay, well, we're ready to move on into She-Hulk. Let's do it. Um, so, She-Hulk came out about a month ago, or about... So we have seven episodes up right now. Uh, what are your what are your impressions like? What are your thoughts like overall? I mean, you're not gonna be surprised. I really like She-Hulk. I mean, I think people have 
people have these weird expectations sometimes about what something will and won't be. I like She-Hulk. I think the only thing that's bad about it is really like it's obvious to some extent that like they don't have enough money for um, the CGI for for the for the She-Hulk form. And, and that's not even always obvious. I think sometimes it is obvious because she can't emote, I think, in certain ways that it looks normal. Um, I think right. that's the only negative thing. I think it's just like, I like how silly and ridiculous it is. And I think sometimes it does people like, you know, maybe that doesn't fit for all people. Like like the Wong drop-ins, like it seems like his problems, like he could have fixed on his own. But like, I think it was funny. I like that she's actually in courtrooms occasionally. I always thought the biggest miss with Daredevil was like they just didn't have him in a freaking courtroom enough. And it's just like, dude, like one of the coolest things about him is that he's a lawyer. So I think those funny court cases were were totally worth it. I think it's the easiest thing to do as a sitcom. Um, it doesn't have to be crazy expensive. You can clearly do multiple seasons. You can have all these funny interactions with different characters. She, I like she breaks the fourth wall. I thought it was I thought it was good. I'm having a lot of fun with this show. I think people kind of forget that it doesn't all need to be dark. Doesn't all need to be like epic and like huge explosions and everything like that. This is literally a story about you know like a, a person who gets these superpowers that not by choice, right? And that they're trying to balance themselves by like I want to still be a lawyer and still get my career and everything ready, but now I have this awkward, you know, like. Uh, ability that I didn't, you know, and so now like it's kind of being seen differently. Like the last, the this episode seven, I thought was like maybe because I was a psychology, a psychology major, but like I really did enjoy the therapy, the therapy in the current episode because I thought it was like kind of I I thought it was hilarious. They've um, literally done this in comic fun. books too. Yeah, like there's a there's some issues of comics where they'll have like villains anonymous, and those issues are super funny because they have the villains there complaining in funny ways about things, but also like yeah. underneath the comedy, there's like very real problems being explored, like PTSD and other things, and like identity issues and whatever. But like it's kind of veiled over comedy often because like the yeah. scenario looks so weird because it's like them often sitting in a circle in their costumes and it just looks so silly. And this was it. This was like the same thing. There was real like kind of psychological issues being discussed kind of over like through the lens of this like ridiculous kind of comical you know glasses yep and like and this set and like in this scene i think it was like the most real part is when she said like well everyone you know loves she hulk because like she manifested to everything that like you know she wanted to be or become right uh or like that's what her perfect self-image would look like you know except she's green right um, so it's kind of like that whole thing where like, I want to still be Jen, but you know, like, and I feel like the She-Hulk is taken away from like me being Jen and like that, that confusing side of it. So like storytelling with, I think it's really fun, you know, like, um, I think it's been fun. Like we've had, have some little actions or whatever. And then, uh, I mean, and yeah, it connected it's... to the MCU, like that first issue or that first episode really did connect a lot to the MCU with yep. Bruce and everything. Um, Bruce got on a spaceship and left. Like, I think they're teasing some kind of, like, World War Hulk or some kind of sequel, maybe something to Ragnarok, but with, like, mostly starring Hulk. Do you um, think it's going to be World War Hulk, or do you think it's going to lead to, like, him being, possibly showing up in Secret Wars? I don't know, because the ship he got on was the same style of ship and the same people from that planet. I think it's possible right. he's going there to liberate them. 
Could be. Um, yeah. But they also have this weird thing with the Hulk rights. Like they don't own Hulk rights still. I think. I think that's still a problem for them. So like they technically, I don't think they can do a Hulk movie or TV show outright for some strange reason. Like I don't know how this all works. So I don't know. Right. Universal still has the rights to Hulk, but I think Universal is gonna give that up soon. If I, I think maybe. I read that somewhere, but I may be wrong. Okay, maybe there's some, there, the there could be some timing issues where they'll lose it, and maybe they're just setting those seeds now for yeah. whatever they're gonna do with Bruce. But whatever they're doing with him, like he's off planet now. So, I mean, that yeah. very directly connected to the MCU. And then uh, we had Wong as uh, in the cameos. I thought those were really funny, and I, I think it, I know it's silly, but I really think that like uh, whatever that lady's name was who called him Wongers, <laughs> just thought she was oh. funny. Like Madison she was in there just with two enough. eyes. Yeah, Madison with two eyes. I thought she was funny. <laughs> I don't care what people think. It was silly and ridiculous. <laughs> like her calling him Wongers was just super funny. Dude, I can't. Okay, like there's that episode, that same episode, like where he, where she's spoiling uh, Sopranos. Uh, Sopranos, and it's just hilarious that people are getting pissed, and it's like, you guys know that the show's been out for like a long time, right? And it's probably all like over there. a decade. Yeah, and I just, I just think it's hilarious, that, you know, like that the people are like, you know, complaining about little things just to complain. And the show even does a great job of calling out people, right? Because like in the first episode, when like she gets becomes, or I think maybe the second episode, once it becomes public, right? They're like, I think one of the, like they're doing showing tweets and comments, and they're like, oh, why does everyone yeah. become a female? But it's like, bro, we're calling you out because you're being silly and stupid. Uh, I mean, like people who I, I'm sure like people who like there must be actual people tweeting similar things. And like, man, the irony there is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, but honestly, like I I want and I need to see Wong just cameo in everything. I just yep. I he's a treasure and I just hope like he becomes that like that. Like, you know, if I if I if I do have one connection to ask, it's like just have him be a part of everything, you know, be that that, that middleman. Um, so he's, he's yeah, very so, fun. I like what they did. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like the show. I think it's great. I think you can do multiple seasons with it. I would love to see more courtroom stuff in another season. Really excited to see Daredevil come in and kind of interested to see how they wrap it all up. I have some theories actually that I heard online that make a lot of sense kind of revolving mm-hmm. around. Do tell. So, who was the, the name of the abomination? Uh, yes, Whatever I don't know the name. Whatever his name is, so there's some theories, and this actually makes a lot of sense that the person that like Hulk King is actually the abomination, and he's the one trying to get the blood to like fix himself because he knows like Bruce somehow fixed himself, which they pointed out at the beginning, right? They took time to point out like, oh, Bruce is like, oh, I fixed myself with my you know whatever. Um. So the theory is that like he's doing this all. They've intentionally written him as like kind of calm and recovered to kind of misdirect the audience. And they even just had an episode showing that his thingy went all haywire, his like, I don't know, his collar or whatever. And they just played it off like, oh, it was a malfunction. But it maybe wasn't a malfunction. Maybe he was doing something and just successfully convinced everyone it was a malfunction. So, and it would make sense because he's been in it from the beginning that he bring him up again and then he'll come back at the end. So, like, when you step back for all of season one, there is kind of a through line to this, like, person seeking Jennifer's blood. And that was the real kind of point, I guess, quote-unquote point of the whole show. 
I that is probably what makes the most sense and what I would love to see happen. Because, like, it'd be kind of a cool twist at the end, being like, I pretend to be good, got out of jail because I want to fix myself, um, and go from there. So that'd be really dope to see. Yeah. And then I think, you know, so it'll be interesting to see Jennifer, too, interacting with, with Daredevil because it, it's kind of I mean, like he's probably going to convince her to be a superhero, I guess, because I don't know. I, I can't I can't wait to see this like conversation because it's going to be funny. Like I can only imagine like there's so many ways to write it, but you could imagine like her complaining like, oh, I want to be a lawyer. I want to do my job. and But I have to help people, I guess now. And then like Matt could be there like, is he going to just straight up tell her like, oh, I'm actually a lawyer, too. And I do this also. She's gonna be like, oh wow, what? Like you're a lawyer? Like what are the like what are the odds? <laughs> I run into another lawyer superhero. And I guess like my whole thing is that like I wanna see how they connect them, right? Like whether it's gonna be like a lawyer versus a lawyer, right? And they go at it, you know, and then later on like he intervenes and all that kind of deal. Um because of going off of your theory, that got me thinking, right? Maybe Daredevil knows some more secrets, right? Because again, all this abomination stuff and slash Hulk thing took place in New York, right? So I wouldn't be surprised if, like, they pull him in to, like, fight against, you know, or, like, lawyer against uh, She-Hulk when it comes to protecting him and, like, evidence and everything like that. So I'm excited for the last two episodes to see how they, they like, you know, connect everything. So, yeah. Uh, you know, okay. I've been very charming show, very fun. Uh, so I'm excited to see how it ends. Okay, so moving along to the first non-Marvel thing, or non-superhero yep. thing. Uh, in the very distant world of Disney-owned Star Wars, <laughs> we had a new TV show uh, all around Andor that launched. This is this is a long one, too. This is really interesting. So 40-minute episodes, 12 episodes. They launched three all at once. And... There's a fourth one that's already out. We're only going to talk about the first three because Andy's only watched those ones. Yeah. Uh, you you start with this one. What'd you think of the first three? So I already like the vibe and like the environment that we're sitting in because this was so, again we had the space cowboy part, you know, like was Mandalorian, right? Which I loved because it was like Wild West, you know, space cowboy. And now we have more of like the. Um, I don't know if I want to call it like the political side, but more of like the um, espionage. Oh, yeah, and I think and I and I do and I and I like the vibe that it's giving, like you know, like having to like you know the undercover stuff, like not detective, but like you know, like you said, espionage. Um, so I do like how they're setting everything up. It was a slow start, but then I do like how they're connect- and then I think at the end of episode three, I love how they like or episode three, they love how they connect everything. Um, yeah, I think so, it was just, it's a slow start, but that's why they released three. They clearly did. And it's a long season relative to what they normally do, right? A lot of these Marvel right. shows only have, or even, you know, the Star Wars shows only have six episodes, I think, right? Mandalorian always had six? Mandalorian had, no, the first Mandalorian, I think, had either eight uh, and then nine for set season two. But even then, so 12, 12 is still a pretty big bump up in terms of, like, hours of, like in terms of minutes. So I think right. it was a good idea that they released all three at once because I think it was great. They did get to take their time, but you're effectively, you get to watch like a movie pretty much to kind of set the stage of where Andor is at his life before Rogue One happens. And I love Star Wars espionage. I mean, like 
I told you this, that my favorite episodes or moments in Star Wars, and especially in the cartoons, are always when they have to break onto, uh, secretly break into like a Death Star um, or, like, or like some kind of Empire ship or, you know, an Empire, I don't know, some kind of like loading area. Like yeah. that episode in um, The Mandalorian with, uh, who's that comedian they have? Bill, who plays Bill Burr. That's one of the best episodes, and it's because it's so tense about, like, are they going to get out? How much damage are they going to cause here? Plus, Bill Burr really killed it with, like, playing some kind of sympathetic aspects to, like, someone who's in the Empire. But I love yeah. that episode, and it's, like, the same thing. It's, like, you got to break in here as a, you know, as a spy, and now we have, like, 12 episodes dedicated to, like, spy aspects of Star Wars, and I think it, it fits super well, and I... I mean, they've obviously taken a darker tone with it, a little more adult, which is great. I mean, I think this is probably the first sex scene they've ever seen in a Star Wars movie or TV show, right? I I think so. I don't think they've ever done that before. So, I, um, And then also the guy who I also love, um, let's see, how do I pronounce his name? Stellan Skarsgård, like... He's super awesome. You'll see he does some really, really great acting in episode four, like with his role in all this. It's a strong cast, uh, and I do like... uh, I I think I definitely want to see more of... um, Like, more with Adriana Alta, like the love interest, right? And then uh, Stellian, like you said, he's he's incredible. So I'm, like, really excited to, uh, again, see him involved in everything. Um, So I'm excited for more. uh, Because, again, like you said, I like them Mission Impossible, but, you know, more calm down, espionage, like, having to break in and everything like deal. So definitely going to be a fan of that. And I think I'm I'm a fan of Diego Luna. Uh, who's Andor finally had like a breakthrough, you know? So yeah, uh, yeah, Diego Luna is great. Yeah, and then I don't know, there's a couple of like really, really cool. I really like the setup of that at the end of the third episode with like the swinging cranes and all that stuff and the metal and like how it's all slowly falling apart. That was super cool. And the Empire guy who just like totally overestimated the difficulty of going into this planet, like he looked really scarred. Like when he's walking up and seeing his like friends dead and stuff and like, like oh yeah, yeah like like he, how slowly he's moving and he's like oh fuck like he was like all bark and no bite like he was all into like pushing to figure out who like murdered or who killed the the other guards but then like dude clearly doesn't know what it's like to actually be on the field you know yep. Any like uh, like fun series that you want to kind of see in the show? I, I think that's the stuff that they're if, if they steal some interesting stuff that would be cool. Maybe if there's like technically Ahsoka would be alive during all this and and maybe even coordinating some of this because she was helping certain rebel groups um, during this time period, especially like in the TV show Star Wars Rebels, which I presume mostly happened after this. Um, that would be cool to see maybe Ahsoka. That could be a bit of a stretch. Um, maybe some Star Wars Rebels characters would be cool or like just random connections to like the Rebels crew because they were doing stuff too. Uh, that would be interesting. Um, but I don't really, I don't really need it. I think it's doing a great job of just like, I just want to see them steal cool stuff. 
for sure. Well, yeah, I'm I'm excited. Like again, I think the characters are great. Uh, the cast is growing and and being better. So like I'm excited to what what they do and like how they end up where they end up, right? Because obviously like the premise of this show is how they end up with the plans, yeah, or how they plan up knowing where the plans are to how to like for the Death Star. Yeah, and this is gonna be two seasons. So and that's it. They said I think two seasons and it's done. And it'll probably lead from what they said directly into. Uh, Rogue One. I thought really two. I thought it was going to just be one season. Jeez. No, I think it's two. I think it's two. So I think we're not going to probably. Maybe we see something about the Death Star, but who knows? I mean, they already did mention like they're building something. So they mentioned like construction work on like they mentioned major construction in some place, and I think the insinuation is like that was a reference to the Death Star. Gotcha. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm like super excited, and I want to see what more like we get involved with and everything. Um, but no, very fun. The show looks also amazing. Like, like I like how I like how Star Wars like when they make stuff, it still they do take a lot of like time to like create these environments and make it look good. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, keep keep going, and I think for sure I'm gonna catch up. Uh, with the latest stuff by the time next time that we record so uh i'll definitely stay on top of it <laughs> yeah okay so before we get into prey we're gonna do crossover discussion for house of the dragon and rings of power i have watched house of the dragon andy has watched rings of power i watched the first episode of rings of power too though um before you want to start, want me to, want me to give you give you a little catch up or like just my impressions of House of the Dragon? Go for it, yeah. So I thought I was inter- I was surprised you didn't watch this. I mean, like I get it. I think a lot of people were just like not scarred, but just like so disappointed by the end of actual Game of Thrones. Is like, well, fuck this. <laughs> I don't. It, I'm not just, like it, super motivated to watch it. So two things, right? Like two things. Like one, yes, I like lost motivation to like something that's game of thrones related because of how the you know game of thrones ended and the fatigue from that and disappointment from that right second like in my personal life right like i am having like i'm like there was so much going on like there's way more shows and way more stuff that's you know that's out there now compared to like when uh when uh game of thrones was coming out right so it's just, it was it's been hard to like keep up with everything and also like with with the house of dragons it's like the kind of show that i would want to like uh sit and give my full attention and right now with everything like i just do not have the mental capacity for that um but i need to work up to that because i am curious and i am interested in watching it uh, which i might even start like just kind of like watching one episode like a day or so because i don't need to binge it right because uh, yeah. i want to take it slow and like pay attention with it and i think that's kind of what i'm trying to, to balance out right now but anyways like what are your like impressions like is it worth the watch like like you know should i get invested yeah so for reference i read a little bit of the book it was based on not a lot i got it for christmas from someone a couple years ago i didn't finish it because it's really long so i knew a little bit i guess of the family history of the targaryens I like it a lot. I think it really reminds me of the, you know, the the first impressions of Game of Thrones, where it's a lot of political intrigue, kind of people vying for power. Um, some, I think, criticisms of it is that it's a little slow. 
I mean, the dragon scenes are awesome when they're there. There's not as many dragons as you would imagine. And I don't know if it's just like a price thing. There's like a limit on like however much those scenes cost. Um, but I think it's good. And I think the only, the, the biggest weird thing that happens that like a lot of people already know about, it's not really a spoiler, but there's two actresses to play uh, multiple characters because some of them have young versions. And then at episode five, there's a time jump and like maybe four or five actors are replaced with older versions of themselves, including the main character, like Rhaenyra Targaryen, who is the daughter of the king. I thought that would be a little bit more jarring because I really grew an attachment to the original one and I really liked her a lot, but it wasn't it wasn't that bad, actually. So that was fine. And there's pretty much the TV show is going to lead into what was referred to as, I guess, the Dance of Dragons, which is like a civil war amongst the Targaryens. I think it's good. I I, I, I do like it. Um, Matt Smith. I don't know if you if you've ever watched Doctor Who. He was you know famous from Doctor Who. I think he does a really interesting job here. Um, but I'm trying to think of like maybe more specific things that I like about it um, that it reminds me of. I think it's definitely worth the watch though. It does remind me of old Game of Thrones. I will say like in traditional Game of Thrones fashion, like the the family histories are so fucking confusing. And, like, paying attention to the names and, like, the connections are difficult if you don't, like, go look at it later in, like, a, some kind of family tree. I guess if you care, you'll end up doing that. You'll, like, go online, Targaryen family tree. And the thing is, is if you look at those Targaryen family trees, it reveals spoilers. So it's, like, it's good and bad because it helps you get context that is easy to miss. But at the same time, there's like spoilers in there because it shows like marriages and children and stuff that like has not happened necessarily yet. So, but I do like it. I think it's good. I mean, there's a really disgusting um, thing with this person who's like feeding people to crabs and that's how they die. Like you slowly get eaten alive by crabs, which was gross <laughs> and horrible, <laughs> but also very Game of thrones I think. Um, it's pretty graphic. Yeah. But it's good. It reminds me of a classic Game of Thrones. I think it's worth watching if you have time, for sure. And you liked the original kind of couple seasons of Game of Thrones. Uh, I'll be... Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. Uh, I mean, I was a huge fan of the Game of Thrones. Like, I think the first, like... I think I liked... I mean, the best seasons that I really enjoyed were season one through five. One through five were just... Incredible there were seven? Seasons. Were there seven or eight? No... There were eight total, but I'm trying to say, like, the eight, see, like, I just didn't like season eight. Um, but yeah, also, I apologize. I have a, there's a dog, like, we have our house dog is barking, so excuse me. Uh, I don't know if you guys hear it. Um, yeah, but I mean, anyways, um, I think it's good. I mean, like, the king here, too, is a different type of king. He's 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 ruling, um, he's ruling Westeros in like a kind of a higher peacetime era, so he's not really a war king kind of thing. Um, he's it's very weird. There's some very funny things about him, I think, like that that you'll probably notice in the in the, in the show. So, but so that's different. Like the king is very different than we're used to kind of seeing and stuff like that. But it's good. Yeah, so like yeah, I want to give it a chance at least. I just like like you said, like with being invested like in Game of Thrones, there is a lot to like maintain, right? Because there's so many characters, so many connections and linkages, and like it's just gonna it's just a lot of um. I just don't have the, the motivation to keep up with all that work right now. Uh, but, I mean, I want to see where they take it. Because, again, I do want to go with that environment again. 
if anything, I think there's only 10 episodes anyway, or maybe, yeah, there's 10. Once it's over, it'll, like, it'll be there. So, like, you know, Christmas, yeah. Thanksgiving, whatever, like, it's there. So, I might, uh, yeah, and I might just, like, again, like I said, I might just watch, like, one or two episodes a week to see if I can catch up and then be able to, like, I guess my goal is also to, like, have, you know, more common things to watch with you, you know, on the road. So, like, timing it and everything, i just been, like, I think it was like the the break that we had kind of threw up threw off a little bit, um, but now that we're kind of like trying to gain get back into like uh, the rhythm and still from there. Um, yeah. So tell me tell me about Rings of Power. If it's worth it, is it just a shittier version of Game of Thrones? Um, Rings of Power is. Sorry. The, <laughs> Don't worry. Like. It's, sorry. It's freaking out for some reason. Um, but anyways, Ring of Power is, I don't know, it's, it's interesting, right? Because, like, you have to be, it's one of those shows where you have to be, like, in the not in the right mood, but, like, it's also a, slur, a slow burn. The The world is awesome to revisit. So if you're, if you're into that Tolkien universe, like, it's a great world to revisit. Um, it is slow. But there are some cool characters in it. Like I'm a fan of like uh like they have some cool like like again it's a great world to visit. Like the the dwarf, like you see like the actual animal like you see like like when where they where they live and everything. You see like the different kind of classes and how they react with each other and everything, which is really fun too. Um so I don't want to really spoil anything, but uh but I don't know, it depends. Like you have to be in the right mood for it, but also like kind of just take it with what it is. Um but I'm having, I am enjoying what I'm watching. I've seen the first few episodes. Episode four just came out, or episode six, I think. Actually, episode six just came out, so I'm like a couple episodes behind. But it's another one of those shows that like are over an hour long, and that you need to kind of like pay attention to also. Yeah, it's so weird. I don't know why they re- decided to release this at this time. It's super funny because it's just like they're both prequels to like very very popular TV shows or movie series that have a lot of similarities, like. George R. R. Martin was like very much inspired by Tolkien, right? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. yeah, so it's funny that they're kind of like competing with each other at the same time. Like they're literally like I don't know, like their their releases were probably like just like maybe one or two weeks apart. Um, no, and I feel right, like all that's gonna ways. that's gonna lead to is a comparison, right? There's nothing that you can do about that. Like, and you also it's like HBO versus Amazon. Amazon spent crap tons of money on this show. HBO has known, you know, you, we know that like Game of Thrones is probably one of the most expensive shows that HBO makes. It's so yeah. it's just super funny and weird timing. I'm surprised that that like somehow one of them didn't just cave and like push it back or something. Exactly, and I and I don't know if they just kind of did it on purpose or like or it's just a timing wise like well this is our schedule that we have set, uh, and so I'm trying to. Maybe just do one or the other, so I might try to finish Ring of Power, then go to Lord of the Rings, or I'm not sure how I'm going to balance my time with those two, but I really want to, like, compare both, maybe, so maybe why I might just, you know, spend some time watching, like, an episode from, from each. But I will say one thing. The Lord of the Rings, like, Power of the Rings, like, it looks amazing. Like, you can tell that, like, Amazon's, Amazon's like, yeah. Uh, let's take all our money and uh, put it into this. It looks incredible and looks really nice and like it's just it's visually stunning. Is what I'll say for for that show too. Like uh, I think you and I were talking about um, 
Paper Girls, which I think they even canceled. And I was going to, I started watching that actually when I was at my brother's house because he had, I don't have Amazon Prime at the moment. Right. Um, I watched like the first episode. I thought it was cool. The thing is, is like everyone's always trying to game the other one. You know, Rings of Power is clear. Like everyone always wants, like for whatever reason, the Game of Thrones TV show. I don't know why they think they need it. So like, the, I feel like The Witcher was supposed to be like Netflix's Game of Thrones. It's, it's good, but it's not Game of Thrones. And then I think uh, Paper Girls was maybe their attempt at a Stranger Things. And and Paper Girls is a it's a great story, but also like I don't know, I don't know if it'll, it'll it, I don't know if it's gonna hit the same way that Stranger Things hit, but it's so similar because it's like set in the '80s, predominantly like child cast, science fiction. Maybe this one's a little more science fictiony, and 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 Stranger Things is a little more like close to science fiction horror, but still. They're, they're, they have a lot of similarities. Right. So what I'm hoping for, on, like, there's similarities, but, like, so I've actually read the first three trades, and well, I'm on the third trade, and, man, this, like, Paper Girls, get it gets weird, right? But it's Yeah, still, it gets really weird because it's time travel. It's time travel, but also, like, the way that the universe works, like, I can see why, like, if Amazon's revisiting, like, what they want to show and do, like, they need to invest more money for like CGI stuff and like creatures that are involved, right? So it all depends on how far they want to take the show and, and well to put their own spin on it. But like, I wouldn't be surprised because right now, yeah, season two got, you know, they get canceled before season two, but maybe if there's enough like fan base and love, like they, like they could do the thing where like another platform can save it and revive it. Like, let's say, like you said, like Netflix might be able to like be like, hey, well, uh, you know, Stranger Things is gonna end in like in two years. So how about we get uh, Paper Girls to something something similar? You know, and I and I do like the characters from Paper Girls. I think it, I think it was well written and everything. But you can tell though that like I'm comparing the first episode right to like The Rings of Power, where like the first episode, whether you know, kind of like you know, like was you know, created a good environment, but like the cgi and like everything like it was just really poor production that they had to save their money for like later on episodes which you'll see when you continue it um but but yeah that's pretty much what i have on on my takes for that um so yeah i mean when you have a chance i would say rings of power is worth a watch Okay, well, whenever I get HBO, or not HBO, whenever I get Amazon Prime again, which will probably be within a month because what I'm prioritizing is the next season of Heels. And the only way I can watch that is through Stars. And I think the only reason, in, well, the only way in Spain you can get a Stars account is through HBO or it's through Amazon, maybe. It's the easiest way. So you pay for Amazon Prime and then like it's some kind of two, two, fee, two euro fee for Stars upgrade. Best go. TV show being produced right now. <laughs> I'm going to go with my controversial I, decision and say that. I think it's amazing. I need to... You've been telling me what's a show, and I need to I need to kind of make some time. I just don't have stars. Um, I mean, the, the, the show is literally made for such a narrow group of people. It's just like, who likes... <laughs> I mean, like, there's a lot of things about the family that like, can probably compensate if someone doesn't really like wrestling but the fact that it's like about wrestling i was just like oh fuck like amateur wrestling at that too which is even better yeah i mean i mean like i was saying like i've been actually like here and there like i've been actually keeping up with some like uh, aew wrestling which has been really fun 
so like I do have a soft spot for like wrestling and being like kind of being invested in that. Um, so like yeah, no, I if I had stars, I probably would watch this as well. Um, but man, so maybe I might have to like do that because I right now there's some like anime movies and shows that I've been like wanting to watch, and I just kind of like for the I think for the next month or two I have Crunchyroll. So I'm also trying to like watch some of that stuff because um yeah the things I want to get cut up on uh, as well. Uh, so for example, if you want to watch an anime like uh, Cyberpunk, I just want to give a shout out to Cyberpunk uh, Ed- Edge Runner. It's a uh, anime on Netflix and it was incredibly written. It's ridiculous, but it's like really well done. So just to give you some 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 examples of other things I have watched. But um, yeah. Okay. Well. Should we get into our uh, our main uh, our main movie review? Yeah. yeah. All right. So you we decided to. It? Yeah. Um. So we decided to kind of cover Prey. This was a Hulu original, and it got some buzz. And I'm like, okay, let me check it out. And I I don't know if I told you, Andrew, like that, like I, that I I think I saw it before you. And I, did I tell you like I like that I that you needed to watch this, right? I think um, I just heard some people talking about it, too. I mean, so I, it did get a lot of buzz. I'm sure they're pissed they didn't think to... Well, I'm sure they did think, but I'm sure they're really mad in retrospect they didn't put this in theaters. This would have been such an awesome, awesome release in theaters. Like, this would have, this is like a good theater movie. Um, but, yeah, this is... A, Prey is a, like is a predator movie i don't even know if like it's weird it's like it can be a prequel if you want it to be or anything like that but um so the plot is niru uh naru a skilled warrior of the the kamashe nation fights to protect their tribe against one of the first highly evolved predators to land on earth so this is yeah which is kind of cool this is the first predator that lands on earth um my favorite theory about this is that the this predator from like what it recorded and everything and sent back to like you know I think they you know they record the information of like what preys to fight or whatever um, got sent back and which is why like when the next predator comes to fight against all the muscle men like Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, and Carl Weathers right like and how he's a little more like techy and like stronger I think in that sense. Um, but yeah, this is um, this was directed by Dan Trackenberg, and I think. Uh, by the way, did yeah, you see I, Ten Cloverfield Lane? That's the I, th- I think that's the only other big movie he's done. Yes, and Cloverfield Lane was and was fucking incredible, also. So. But he specifically only did Ten Cloverfield Lane, which I think was the first sequel or the the third one. I think it was like the third one related to Cloverfield because that's the one that like you know where um, John Goodman who should have won an Oscar for that role because he was scary as hell in that role. Um, but yeah, no, he he did a really good job in in this film. I like the premise and the story and everything. Um, but yeah, uh, let's do uh, one of your first impressions. Like what 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 were all what were your what were your thoughts? I thought this movie was kick-ass. Like, and I had this was the first Prey or Predator movie I've ever watched too. I actually ended up going back to watch Predator One. Nice. Um, but this was sick. I mean, like, it it looked really cool. I I like that there wasn't a lot of talking in it, but you know there is some. But I like how quiet the movie is. I like how it looks. 
I think the only thing that I can think of that really bothered me is like, I just don't understand why they were speaking English. I, I understand, you know, they were doing it because it's a movie made for Americans, but like, I, but then there's this thing with like the French people come in and they're speaking, it's like, it's really weird. I think they should have just subtitled the entire thing because they actually hired people who know these languages, it seems like, who are like a part of these native tribes still, or at least, I don't know, like they're descendants of people from these tribes. So that was a little confusing. And I think they should have just gone all in and said, hey, like, you know, you guys can fucking read. Here it is. Um, but other than that, I think the movie was super, super cool. I wonder if, I wonder if, uh, yeah, I wonder if that would have made the, would have been, like made the movie more, more unique if it like, was done in a different language, you know? So, um, and let's see, I loved the cast too. Like, uh, I want to see, uh, Amber and her name is Amber Midsunder. Just to have that name, name. I, I think it's amazing. I really want to see this actress like blow up more. Um, but no, the way that it was done, like I like how. First of all, I like how like like our main character here, like she wants to be like you know wants to be a hunter, and she's not good at it, right? But the thing is that she's like they already say like she's always been smart, and like that's what kind of saves her uh, in this movie to kind of resolve the issues and like and like survive against the the predator um learning from it and everything so i thought that was kind of neat uh and it also was just very like this this has been some kid cast scenes too so like i don't even know how much more to like i think we we should kind of like talk about like our favorite moments because like this whole movie you know obviously it's about like the predator landing and then trying to like face against it because it's about her wanting to become a warrior and earn her space as a as a hunter yeah yeah i think story-wise there's there's actually unfortunately not an immense amount to talk about because it really is kind of just like this visually stunning thing i mean the scene that really still sticks and i watched this weeks ago but the scene that i really remember is like when she was in the tree and you can see kind of the sunset behind her and it's all a silhouette and there's like a lion Mm -hmm. below or something like that just looked really cool like the way that that played out and i can still kind of remember that scene in my head even though i watched it like i think over a month ago yep and I, I thought it was kind of cool because, like, it, it, in in a way, it teaches, it explains to you, like, how, like, you know, it's not about going, like, being aggressive and going forward. It's kind of like, all right, when it comes to, like, you know, hunting and praying, like, it's just, you know, it's observing and learning from what you're, from, like, you know, what you're trying to hunt down, which I thought was something really cool. Um, another moment that I really liked was, like, when she first encounters, uh, encounters a predator, like, he fights a fucking bear and that was really fun to see it's just like he's like yeah i'm gonna take down a bear like watch me go at it and so i thought that was kind of fun uh a fun moment there when they were fighting when he was fighting against a bear um what what do you think about this this weird thing with the with the french people like because i don't know maybe i have to because for a little while i wasn't even sure if this was earth technically i don't know if it said it in the beginning and i missed it but I, 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 I figured I was like, maybe it's possible that this is on like another planet or another universe with humans or something like that. Who knows? But like then we get to the part where there's French people and then they default to English, which then like I'm probably overthinking it. But like, I don't know. The movie really, I think, causes you to think it because it's there. So it's like, OK, so this tribe, they've interacted with English people enough that they somehow have all learned English and have switched on a day-to-day basis to switch to speaking English? 
Like, is that what I'm supposed to believe? No, I, I do think like what you said before, I think they use English to make it more like to make it Americanized, right? To where like, okay, we know that they're speaking in their language, but to us it sounds like English, right? But then like, why um, even bother putting the French people in and making, like, like you're just making it super obvious. Cause like the French guy even asked, like, I don't know your language. Do you know any, didn't he say like, oh, do you know English or something? I don't, I don't remember. It's been a while since I remember that section, but like. Cause they were, they were speaking French and then they also switched to English. I don't know, it just seems. It seemed like it's a very strange decision for me to even bother with the French people. Like, you could have just, like, not bothered at all. Well, because it just makes me think, like, okay, so, like, these people have definitely, they've interacted with people from England now. And they speak English for some strange reason, even though, like, they've, you know, at times will speak, like, their native language. It just seems like it's a very strange decision. And I'm surprised, like... It somehow went through, and I'm just surprised that the writers weren't just like, "Hey, like this doesn't really make sense. Like, why is this here? Like, I like they are like, "Hey, we have to make it in English. We've decided why, but like these other scenes and these other characters like further confuse the plot of the movie and like the context in which the movie takes place. So maybe we should pull that out. Like, I don't know. I I thought it was very weird. Maybe I'm overthinking it. But, like, it's all I was thinking about the entire time when they were trapped in those cages and the the French trappers are are talking to them. Like, I just kept being super confused and been like, I don't know why they're doing this. And I don't know why this is. It's all just in a different language. Right. I just think it's hilarious that this is where I can just picture this, like, making you stay up all night. Like, why didn't they do, why didn't they just use the language and, like, their own language and, like, make a subtitle? Like, how many nights did you lose after? I'm sure at this point, like, I must have paused the movie, too, to, like, look up the historical context of, like, the tribe. And, like, (laughs) is this a real tribe? Oh, yeah, this is a real tribe. Like, what year is this? Okay, like, Wikipedia tells me it's, like, 1760-something. Okay, did the English already, were they there? Were they... So I'm sure it was just like way unnecessarily disruptive for me. I'll make I'll make sure if I write anything historical to like send it your way and be like, hey Andrew, is this accurate? And you're like, no, this needs to change. Well, I mean, the thing is, is like I even read they made an effort to like actually ask ask these actors and other people in the tribe and the community, like, you know, what 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 comes off as more historically accurate to you or culturally accurate to you. I think some of them like pushed really hard to have horses in it because they said no like the you know the people at this time they would have been using horses it really makes it much it makes it look better uh makes it more authentic so they clearly right. listened to them right and they made decisions to cast and, and certain people and stuff yeah and i feel like that's probably more the most important part to me is at least they get the culture right you know what i mean the language is a huge part of the culture as well. I'm not going to disregard that, but like when you're making something like fictional, but adding some, but adding historical accuracy and getting the culture at least corrective, I feel like that's more respectable and will, you know, and more forgiving towards like not using the language, right? Rather like, um, you know, like having what was it? I feel like when we we're going to talk about. Uh, the movie with Adam Sandler, like, Hustle, right? And how, like, it was kind of, like, I think I talked to you about, like, hey, do you want to talk about this, like, Adam Sandler movie with Hustle? And you're like, well, not necessarily, because it, like, it's not accurate to, like, how Spain is presented and, like, and all that Oh, I just, I didn't watch Spain. it, but I did hear, yeah. like, one of, a friend told me, like, they watched it, and they're like, oh, dude, there's, there's no way, like, anyone talked to a Spanish person about this movie. Because, actually, that movie was supposed to take place in China, I think, and it was going to be, like someone getting like a Chinese 
person who becomes really good at basketball somehow. But I guess for geopolitical reasons, maybe they decided to go somewhere else. And basketball actually is quite popular in Spain. So they just went to Spain. But then I guess, I don't know, it sounds like they didn't talk to anyone about like what that looks like, like physically what Spain looks like. They just didn't care. Like they just made it look like America. And then they said it's in Spain, which is kind of weird. Like why? Like it, like it, it, it comes up, like why bother making it? in a certain place if you're not going to go through the effort to make it look like it's in that place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Going and going back to like the point of prey, at least they put the effort into getting the culture, right? Culturally accurate. Right. I think it's an argument, which makes me be more forgiving towards like the language that was being, you know, the English language. Cause you know, but I mean, maybe it would have been kind of cool to see a movie like in the subtitle that was like, you know, that but i think because it was an american movie you know i think american director and all that kind of deal that like they had to stick was like at least the the language barrier and i feel like you know historically like the french were you know colonizing colonizing right those areas right um and during those times i think yeah. so yeah so at least they, at least they got like some of those those like at least they they respected the culture and had most of the stuff accuracy for like the link you know except the language which I'm like all right they're gonna modernize it the language thing I can forgive you know um, and it was silent, silent enough to where like it was just kind of like more like pure action and stress because you're like how was this girl gonna survive the situation was a was a big ass monster you know like clearly like he could overpower her in any minute if they're just going to go toe-to-toe but like she had to like outsmart him and use some stuff against him and which i thought was like brilliant you know i think it was like yeah. really well done yeah it's cool because like i actually went back and watched the original predator and it's like they don't not that it matters because that, that movie's <laughs> that movie's so funny i don't know the last time you saw it but jesus christ i've never seen it before i watched it on a plane to america and it's just like some of those scenes are so funny, like when when Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weather like grab it like arms, like they they shake hands or whatever, and it like zooms oh, yeah. into their biceps. Yeah. And they it's flex, so funny. Yeah. I love that. I think that's hilarious. I love Carl Weathers, and he's like at his peak physique, I think, in this movie. I was trying to think like if he's more buff here or more buff in Rocky, but like. So this around was during those times, right? Because he was he was he was like like I say like like the kids like he was like he was a uh, popping during that time because he it was during the eighties, um, and I think because I know that the first did he go he he went against Apollo the first in the uh, Rocky went against Apollo in the first match right the first one so I was like the first two yeah the first two, the first two. They, um, Rocky and Apollo fight each other he loses the first time wins the second one well yeah Rocky does. Yeah, but but I think you're right. I think he kind of got more buffed throughout it, to where he just dude, like, he's just like his his just so big, like especially like well, I mean like they're busting out bicep curls all the time. That was the thing, right? Like Schwarzenegger really defined like male physique for like I think like America for decades. So it's yeah. no surprise. But Jesus Christ, where his biceps huge. Um, but that movie's funny. It's just ridiculous. But I think it's interesting that like ultimately they just kind of over. He just kind of like gets lucky and kills the predator. Like a rock falls on it at the end, like this huge boulder. Predator pretty much mows down through everyone. Like no one's even like a match for it. They're all just like aimlessly like shooting bullets into the into the jungle in hopes of killing it. So I think that's funny. And then I think this takes a really different approach for like this person's really like, okay, like I have to outsmart this thing. Like I there's no way like I can physically overpower it. Like 
I kept seeing like all the men in my tribe try to physically overpower it and like none of that worked. So it's cool that she like out tricks, she outsmarts it like with the, what was it, with a sand pit or the, the mud, the mud, whatever. And then gets yeah, the it, um, helmet to like what, I guess the helmet shoots it in the head or something. Something like that. It, it like, it gave like a twist of like, yeah, like it kind of um, messes up like the thing to like misfire and like fire at, at, at him. Uh, which that was kind of cool. It's been a, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I might I might want to revisit. But now I'm so curious that I want to revisit the original one too, just to kind of like see it again um, and go from there. It's just kind of yeah. I thought about curious. watching Predator too. I know that one's like not as liked, but I had you know a friend of ours told me he's like no 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 I really like that one. It's I mean like at least he remembered it from his childhood a lot. So they're like oh you should watch it. And I was like okay well. <laughs> Maybe because now they're Danny, all Danny Shit, Glover, what? right? That yeah, Danny Glover, Schwarzenegger never one? comes back for the for any of the okay. movies. So Danny Glover's in the second one. Um, and so the cool thing is, is that like all the Predator movies are now on Disney Plus in Europe. Like it's on the Star Channel, which is like effectively <laughs> what they dump. So the, Disney Plus is actually really worth it, to be honest. It's like a way better deal in Europe than it is in America because you, you're effectively yeah. getting Hulu and Disney at the same time. So Prey was on Disney Plus because it's through Star. Um, I got to watch that. I get to watch all sorts of other stuff that's like all these like Hulu exclusives or whatever because they're making a lot more movies and stuff and TV series and just lots of stuff, I guess, goes to Hulu after it's aired on cable television. So it's a totally good deal. So like all the Predator movies are there now. The Alien movies are there. I was thinking about watching some of the Alien movies. Like Prometheus is there too. Like even those, I don't know if those are any good. The shittiest movie of all times on here, Andy. You can guess what that is. The movie that I hate the most that's having a number of sequels made soon. Oh my God. Are we going to review, Andrew, are we going to review it? I'll review Avatar. I'll go watch it. I mean, like, I'm sure it's going to be lame, but watch it. I just don't want to give it money. Like, it's going to get money. It's going to make money. All the money in the world. Like, it's going to just, it's going to, like, it's going to make all the money in the world, and I don't want to contribute to that. Um, But I'm so curious to, to see if, like, and again, I need to maybe revisit my resentment. Like, I, it's I it's probably not even it. that lame. Though. I've, I've definitely hyped it up how lame it is in my head. The reason being, I remember like when it came out, it came out really close to District 9. District 9 uh, is like one of my favorite movies. And I just thought, like, like you know me, like I love silly, ridiculous things. Like I love silly, ridiculous yeah. things. But there's some things in this movie that I thought were just stupid. Like... Like I, I've said this a couple of times, like when they walk into the room and like this, the I don't know, military guy just happens to be like bench pressing, like that's dumb. The fact that the mineral is called unobtainium, like I think that's just dumb. Like it just it doesn't come off as silly or funny to me. It just comes off as dumb. Um, and then the fact that I watched in the theater District Nine, and I was like, holy fuck, that was like an amazing, action-packed, really thoughtful uh, science fiction movie with like really interesting themes on top of it that also aren't so heavy-handed as avatar like avatar is really heavy-handed you know it's it's, with its theme which the theme is it's a you know it's an interesting theme about conservation and the planet stuff but it was so heavy-handed that i was just way more attracted to like the themes and stuff in in district nine about like i think those were much more so about like humanity and how people treat each other and like what the repercussions are of 
certain types of treatment to certain types of, you know, intelligent beings and what happens that to that. And so I just love District 9. And I remember, like, you know, Avatar was so popular. I was just like, I don't know what everyone sees in this movie besides the fact that it was like one of the first really, really good 3D movies. Yeah, I mean, and again, like when I think about the... Okay, before we get to the whole Avatar thing, I'll just share my thoughts on that after, but do we have any final things on Prey? No, I think it's awesome. I'm interested to see if they try to continue with any other Predator stuff or whatever... um... What is his name? Dan Trake Trakeyark? Uh, whatever the uh, yeah 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 Dan whatever Trakeyark. he Trakeyark, whatever he decides yeah. to do next, I'm sure will be probably interesting. Dude, I, I like he has a good track record. Like he did the Cloverfield Lane, like you said. He did Prey. He uh, did uh, an episode in Black Mirror that I thought was really well done. Uh, that actually. Um, had U.S. agent, a.k.a. Um, uh, what's it called? Russell's kid. Um, I forgot the first name. But, yeah, he played a, he did a show called, he did the episode called Playtest, which is a really well-written show, uh, episode and directed episode. And I feel like what else? And I, I was just there. But he did some really good, um, he directed an episode of The Boys as well. Yeah, so, saw that. He's, you know, he's, he's on the come up. And I want, uh, like, like you said, I'm also like, as a director, I'm a fan of what his work, so I'm excited to see him do more stuff. Um, so, but yeah, highly yeah, recommend. Yeah, so Prey should totally watch it. It's kick ass. Um, maybe they'll release it into theaters sometime. It would be cool to watch it in a in a theater, actually. I would definitely, yeah. See, I would definitely would would you know take my money. But okay, I know. Here's the thing. I feel weird sounding resentful towards like the avatar franchise and like james cameron right because i like i respect james cameron because he has such a like he he's earned his like he's to the point where he has like fuck you money and he's earned like his spot right as one of the well-known directors of our time right yeah when it comes to like when it comes to you know his his lineup of movies right from aliens to uh terminator right they gave us terminator and then he also gave us uh you know now gave us avatar and titanic right and i'm pretty sure i'm missing some other ones but still like he uh he has a really good track record uh so either the guy's just really lucky or is actually really good at what he does right um so I, I don't know. Like, I think, like, uh, it's to the point where I'm like, man, this guy just has, like, the best luck and enough is enough. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe to review it here, it's my curiosity, I want to see how the sequel is. Which means I, I mean, I'll to, probably, like, I'll check it out. I mean, like, I wouldn't be surprised if I even watched the first one again. I, the first one's probably not as bad as I remember it being. I'm sure, like, you watched it, like, ah, oh, that was a fun sci-fi movie, whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, like, I also respect the fact that, like, James Cameron isn't, like, trying to, like, he's not in it for, like, the money as well. He's really, really passionate about it, right? And I respect that because he, like, he's literally, like, putting the rest of his, like, literally the rest of his energy into the next five movies or four movies that are going to come out, 
Right. He's going to do so, five of these in total? That's the plan? Five Avatar I movies? I think he's going to do five, five or four then in total. I'm not surprised that they're giving him the, the green light either because everyone wants franchises now, you know what I mean? Yeah. And Avatar, I'm sure, has the potential to be like big franchise power, right? Because it was so popular when it came out. Um, well, here's the funny thing, though. Like, yeah. It's not even like... It, it's surprised how it stayed... Well, okay, I think the reason why it only stayed culturally relevant is because... James Cameron saying, I'm working on it, I'm working on it, I'm working on it, right? Uh, and this that's, this has been, like, now, like, 10, 11 years now, because it came out in 2009. So it's been it's been quite some, time, quite some time. But I know that he's filming, like, at least, I think, two and three back-to-back. Or, the, yeah, he's filming, like, the next sequels back-to-back. I think he filmed some... Yeah, because I'm sure they at least got the trilogy, and they, maybe they gave him enough confidence to put the trilogy in the can, and then see how the, I guess assess how the second one does first before going forward. I don't know. I mean, like it's hard to imagine that it would really fail that badly. Right. Um, like, it'd have to be a really awful movie for it to probably fail. I'm sure it was expensive, not, but still. It, it's not gonna fail. Like I already know it's not gonna fail because China, you know, it got most of its money from China as well from like how much it made worldwide uh but also you know like he's re-released it several times which is why avatar it's in my theater right now actually like it's literally it's playing like a couple times a day in one of my theaters as yeah i guess probably like hype for whenever the second when the second one comes out probably christmas or something or thanksgiving yep um so yeah so we'll see what what the heck happens because there's some funny articles too that he like that I'm like or little articles that I'm reading about like during his filming because like everything's costing like the everything's costing like uh, I forgot what the producer is it Universal or is it I forgot what company is producing the movie. I mean it's whoever Disney owns so because the Avatar movies are on Disney Plus here. Sure. So maybe it must be Fox. Is Fox who? What's Fox's Might movie be. studio? Is it just Fox? I don't remember what the heck. And I wanted to like look this up, but I want to make a point about this, right? Uh, because there was an article saying like he's like, yeah, he's like I want all the money that I need to make my artistic thing, you know, valuable. Because, um, you know, and he's like, you guys have all these like great, you know, like buildings and like studios and like this great theater because I helped you make the money to get that. So yeah, I need more money back to like get my, you know, to make my, make my movie. Yeah, I'm going to ask for the money that I need, that I want. So it's just really funny that he's just like, fuck you, I'm going to do it the way I want. And it's, it's my artistic thing. And I've done so much for you guys kind of deal. So, um, but I don't know who's pretty, I don't know who, uh, who the production company and all that is but but yeah anyways um you know what i'm gonna switch gears real quick because i want to share something that i forgot to share and because i have not mentioned a single thing about this person or this this subject in the entire like almost two hours or the hour and a half that we've been talking um I actually went to go the last time I went to the theater. I actually went to go see the re-release of Spider-Man: No Way Home. Oh, they did that. I saw that at my theater too. I was confused, so they did that worldwide. They did that worldwide, and I enjoyed what I watched. So I wanted to mention something about Spider-Man, and there it is. It was 11 minutes, but it was uh, it wasn't bad content. 
right? But I understand it wasn't needed content. So it was fun. I had a lot of fun revisiting the characters and reliving that movie because uh, it's been a while since I've seen it. Uh, so it was nice. Um, but yeah. Anyways, um, any final things you want to kind of discuss um, before we before we sign off? Nope, I think that's it. That was a lot. So I'm sure we'll be back to talk about uh, maybe Black Adam. I got to figure out what the date for Black Adam is. Yeah, it's, it's the twenty. It's the twenty first. So twenty first like weeks okay. from now. So do that. Yeah, we'll probably talk about twenty that. And I think there's some more. I mean, regardless though, we have like there's so much content to talk about though. Like I, you know, like I'm gonna try to catch up with the uh, Andor is on my list. We're gonna have the She-Hulk finale by the time we um re, you know re, revisit ourselves here and and what's it called the. Uh, yeah, we just have a bunch of new stuff. I might even start House of Dragon, you know, and all that stuff. So, yeah, we um we'll have plenty of things to talk about, and offline internet will sort that out. But for then, this has been I Want to Talk Movies. My name is Andy, and I'm Andrew. See you guys next time.